Welcome to Black Armada Tales, an actual play podcast. My name is Josh Fox, my pronouns are he and him, and with me at the top of the alphabet, I have... I'm Becky Anison, and my pronouns are she and her. And I'm Ed Tomlinson, my pronouns are he, him. I'm Nick Bate, my pronouns are he, him, and we're firing on all cylinders this time. And I'm Sue Elliott, and my pronouns are she, her. And we are playing Last Fleet. So, I, I, like, I do want to ask all of you lots of questions, but I'm, I mostly want to get onto the relationship questions, because that's the best bit. Let me just tell you how it works. You can either offer it to the other players to answer as their characters, or you can create an NPC and have them be the answer. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Mm. So, let's get into it. Who's got a relationship question they want to ask? I've got a question that I think I want to put to the players... And I have a th- an, in- an inkling in mind that it might be good for Sue's character. Who is my partner in crime? What antics did we get up to together? You're a bit too sensible, I'm afraid, Taurus. Not literal <laughs> crime, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Hard to <laughs> it depends say. where you are. Crime is a kind of relative thing. It's really, really not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I need to be your partner in crime. Yeah, I was thinking whether I could be, but... I think you're too nerdy. I'm have sorry. you seen the earring? I think you're too nerdy. Check out the picture. Have a look I again. I did see the earring. <laughs> that means I'm cool. Did I do that with a bolt pistol? Yeah, probably. Uh-uh. <laughs> I might have a saucy tattoo. Medic alert tattoo. What antics right, so what did we sort get of, up What to? sort of antics are we talking about here? I, I, I want to understand the nature of this relationship. Did you go, Do you go and get munted together or is it something else? <laughs> Word of the week. <laughs> This is fleet slang now. Everyone says it. <laughs> the problem is, is that you can't you, you can't pronounce the T if you're from where I'm from. Munted. Munted. They say munted. 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 Well and truly munted. Munted's terribly munted. <laughs> yeah, for preference, you want to knock the D off as well. Munted. <laughs> Look, we're buying you time here, Sue. Oh, oh, God, what did we get up to? Yeah, come on, Sue. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just so pure and innocent that I'm having a hard time. <laughs> I feel like we stole something, like a kind of symbolic theft. I was wondering if we used to do illegal street racing. Oh man, that's so good. We're already two movies in on Fast and the Furious. <laughs> yeah, that should have been like right at the forefront. It should have been, but I'd done it for yeah. you. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. 100%. This is the third movie, Too Fleet, Too Furious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. You uh, you said you were a Stone Cold legend too, and you've you've followed through. <laughs> she delivered well, the brief. <laughs> for this to be good, there has to be some way for you to do more illegal street racing on the fleet. Is it actually with ships rather than cars? No, because that's just crazy. I mean, well, maybe. <laughs> oh my god, Sue! Did your character wash out of pilot school? And when we say illegal street racing, we don't mean things with wheels. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. You washed out of pilot school because of the illegal street racing. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I already knew it wasn't for me, so I was happy to take the fall. Yeah, so nice. That you could ca- carry on with your training. That's cool. I think that I was so good that they were prepared to expunge it from my record anyway. Was there a bit where one of you was upside down looking at the cockpit of the other one? 100%. <laughs> yes. 
Lovely. Okay, that's that is an excellent level of detail. <laughs> let's let's get some more relationships in. <laughs> oh, by the way, relationships mechanically, you get a level one relationship with everybody who answers or asks a question of you. They are reciprocal, so you now have a level one. Both have a level one relationship with each other. That means you can use it as a plus one on certain rolls in place of your stat. But it also means that if either of you die, the other one gets some pressure. Shall I ask one? Go. Who has their doubts about me? How have I allayed them? Well, I mean, (laughs) in the game. You're looking for a PC? Not necessarily. I'll just say, no particular reason for mentioning it, but there is a character in the standard setting who's the fleet commander. Mm -hmm. Admiral Katerina Bachmann, the ranking officer on board Agamemnon who has a bit of a feel of... Do you remember um, Pegasus in... Do you watch it, Ed? Also Galactica? Yeah. Yeah, so you remember the other battle star that shows up, the commander of that? She's got a bit of a feel of that about her, I think. Uh, oh, no. She's a ruthless, hard-hitting kind of a commander. She might have a dance about you, although it would be a miracle if you're not in the um, airlock at that point. Well, they've been allayed somehow. Yeah. Because I'm sleeping with her. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Yes, you are. Yeah, you are. Okay, I like that a lot. How did that come about, though? Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) 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 She was like, I think that you're secretly working for the Korax. And you just went, "Uh, well, I'm not. (laughs) No, I'm not. uh... Well, that makes him dangerous, doesn't it? And, and, it sure does. And she likes a bit of danger? Uh, yeah, I guess she must So have. I think we knew each other in the past and have had on-again, off-again relationships. Mm. But recently she has been like, mm, there's something a bit weird going on here, which meant that then it was on again because I used my, my oh. charms to the max <laughs> to, to allay her concerns. Wait, so you have a relationship preceding all of this? Well, so I'm thinking at some point I went from like normal scientist to evil, spoilers, evil scientist. Well, that is that is a mysterious question as to whether you've always been a Korax or whether you've ch- changed into one All right, well, maybe, maybe my behaviour is some... I thought you just had strange dreams. Yeah, strange dreams, yeah. Maybe my strange dreams have been waking her up. Oh, yeah, I'm doing like the flailing thing. <laughs> Does it... uh... <laughs> so, Ed, were you on board the Hecate not knowing that she had survived? And then she's rocked up in the Agamemnon and it's all on again. Yes. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, I like that, yeah. So I think we just in the past have had li- liaisons and we've re met each other since maybe there's like a commonwealth science committee or something that who doesn't love a good committee you were on and she she was like the military liaison on that committee and then you were like getting it on in the margins of yeah, committee meetings okay yeah so i think i think there's something off recently like so maybe yeah we've we've met again we've got it on a bit and yeah she's a, a little bit suspicious but can I ask a question? Yes. Am I allowed to ask a question? 
I want to know what happened that made her suspicious. My head split open and an alien came at the top of it. <laughs> 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 oh. Oh, yeah. I think I keep on waking up in the night and kind of doing this kind of weird walk round thing and sort of t- look like I'm typing in a code somewhere and then pausing and then going back to bed. So it's like a weird, like, routine thing. Glitch type of deal. Oh, I like that. Uh, yeah, so I think he's he's acting oddly in his sleep. I don't think they're, like, they're not in love or anything. I think it's like a, like a passionate thing that happens from time to time. And they're on separate ships, so. Yeah, well, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll roleplay that. She's maybe, it's, it's just like, that's a bit weird. Uh, I might need to look into that type of thing. You're the GM. You decide. Yeah, let's let's yeah. keep it ambiguous for now. I think uh, I think you, maybe you feel like she's getting too close to you, and you you don't know really how much of that is doubts and how much okay. of it is your own paranoia. But there are certainly plenty of opportunities for her to have spotted stuff. And the closer she gets to you, the more likely yep. that is to happen. Cool. Right, well, we seem to have decided to go in alphabetical order, so therefore, Nick, have you got a question? I do, yeah, I mean, I, and I, I definitely want to ask more than one because I've got an obvious question, but I think we need to just say it, and then I want to get to the less obvious ones. So the obvious question is, who am I in love with? Me. Correct. The follow-up here is, why haven't I told them yet? But but I don't think that's the relationship here. Um, I think we both know. Right, I think but so. we also know, not allowed. No. Were we prior to to all of this happening? Were we serving on the same ship? Yes, I think so. So we this has been not on for a long time. I think this has been not on for a really long time. Cool. And maybe there was a bit of a I don't know how old your character is. He sounded like he was kind of getting a little bit older. Maybe there was a kind of a oh maybe I'll retire in a few years and then and then all of this happened. So that's like even more not on. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I don't. I don't think he's 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 at retirement age yet, but he's he's definitely older. Mm. Is retirement age like for the military the same as retirement age elsewhere? I'm just from my understanding of how old that means you are. I don't know. I mean, I'm picturing him. In, see, see, this is the thing about about fit, active humans. They're in that kind of ambiguous age range where maybe they're they probably look a bit like they're in their early 40s but actually they're in their mid to late 50s or you know something ridiculous like that so in that sort of i don't know how old daniel craig is but i bet you when i google it i'm going to be like get out i think he's going to be early yeah, yeah. 50s he's like a hundred yeah i think he's early 50s <laughs> yeah i don't know but in that range you know cool, cool, cool. i'm going to google it right now i, I would say that my character <laughs> is more like mid 30s yeah He's 55 years old. 55 years old. 55, get out! (laughs) God, I'm going to look so broken down when I'm 55. (laughs) You just got to do the power, then everything works. Yeah, and then, yeah, I'll I'll start practicing now. Super. So, how do we know that the two of you are. Oh, hang on a minute. Just firstly, this is a reciprocal thing, right? Yes. Yep, 100%. Second thing, how do we know? We just know. No, no, how do we know? The audience. How does the audience know? Well, I mean, it's just because it's not on, especially in this pressure pressure cooker situation, doesn't mean that it's never been on. Oh, has it been on you in know? the past? 
I had assumed that. Yeah, well, I did. I just assumed it. It's armed at least once. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you've already broken the rule that you're not breaking. Or is this more of a moonlighting situation? Yeah, maybe we should not have had it on. Maybe it's been n- nearly on. I think nearly on. Better. Okay. Nearly on loads of times, and then you get interrupted every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, you keep getting rescued at the wrong moment or whatever. Or like the alarm goes off, and I have to scramble to get into my. The cockpit of my brain, yeah. or I am, I am going to engineer. I'm going to have a move, <laughs> especially for you guys, of interrupts the opportunity. Yeah, but I mean, there's, there's and and I don't think there's any way that Sam can completely avoid the meaningful look. God no. And his whole bridge crew probably recognizes the meaningful look. I think the other pilots tease me about it, but not very often because when they do, they get a fist in their mouth. <laughs> I think I've probably been brigged several times for fighting on this very point. And I've done nothing. I've I've stayed out of that and let yeah, that yeah, all yeah. play out with the CAG. That's got <laughs> nothing to do with me. I don't know what a CAG is. I can't remember. Commander of the Air Group. Is there a massive age age gap or are you also? About 20 odd years, isn't it? I'm, I'm about 33. 35. That's fairly massive. 33, 35. Yeah, 20 odd years. I don't think you're still flying planes like that at the age of 50. I don't think that's healthy i'm not sure i was ever a, i mean oh maybe you yeah but i wouldn't be flying planes at 55 no you because you're gonna get yourself killed long before <laughs> that but um... yeah yeah or i'll still be in the brig <laughs> so my question is who owes me for something and what was it mm. and i thought it it might be good to get one of these groups involved either the unity group or the nexus were you looking for an npc yeah i thought we could throw one into the mix possibly unless someone wants to like leap into that question i'd like to make a suggestion in terms of cool npc triangles that the person who owes you is the captain of the agamemnon that's pretty cool well, you are a stone-cold legend. <laughs> <laughs> and it would just be a nice NPC triangle mm. for Ed's relationship with her. Yeah. Mm. I mean, to to have any real influence over the commander of the fleet that's protecting the whole of humanity, it'd have to be a really big favour. That's that's the, what I'd say. Yep, that's perfect. So what is that really big favour? She'd have to owe her career to you or her life. You know that or... she's actually an alien as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got this little Rolodex full of uh, aliens. <laughs> Well, you covered up something for her that allowed her to rise to the heights that she has done, but you yeah. still got dirt on her. Are you the full guy for everyone, Sue? So is that that what we're saying here? Oh no, my 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 hands are clean in this respect. Just I just have the information. That's all. Well, that is quite plausible. Um, I think if I if I think even written into the background, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the background, she ordered bombardment of the enemy knowing that some of her own people would get hit and she's, she's comfortable terrible. with that maybe that's maybe that's too uh, straightforward because like that's a perfectly logical military decision you might take unless there's something she could have done that she chose not to do unless that was the official story but that's not what happened or unless she was deliberately bombarding that thing to get rid of somebody mm-hmm I mean, how I'm just it's pretty dark. Yeah, that's like I'm o- I'm okay. I just want to check in with everyone else because that's kind of I'm totally fine with that. Sort pretty of harsh. <laughs> okay. 
It's, I, I guess maybe especially question for Ed because Ed's character's boinking her. Yeah, no, I'm fine with it because Boink. like when she finds out that I'm an alien, I can just throw that right back in her face. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what about you and the the innocent victims? No, someone who might have been up for the same promotion that she was like and she wouldn't have that's that's yeah no someone sure. who she was never going to get promoted while this person was around because they were always going to be better than her so what it wasn't even like a competition it was like she's really mean i feel bad about getting involved with someone like that it does that feel evil. quite yeah 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 this is this is how did i get involved with someone that bad I thought you were getting it on with her now because it was a good couple. Well, I don't for know you. what you're talking about. Sorry, I'm just I, I'm an innocent in this as well. I don't know. No, you totally are. It's me and poor Sam Buckley desperately trying to do our duty. Yeah, <laughs> amidst all this corruption and filth. Yeah, I think she, I think a senior officer to her at the time was in the firing line, and. Very, there's a very strong argument that they could have got out, but she ordered the strike, knowing that it would lead to that person's death. And then subsequently, is this, is this a secret? That's the only thing. Is like, is that actually a secret? I think the secret is is that Sue's character has the logs to prove that there was enough of a gap in time that she that the person could have got out. Yeah, there's like a, commu- a communique between them that. Yeah, you have that proves that it was possible to do something about it, and the and the timestamps on it show yeah, you, that they you could like have got out the or something. Yeah, and, and she knew so. that they could have got out, and she ordered the strike anyway. In fact, I think you have a recording of the said senior officer saying, "God damn it, we can we can get out. Don't you dare fucking order that bombardment," and her saying effectively. Yeah, see you. Schnell, schnell, And And she knows that you have this recording, right? Well, I think because she owes me a favour, that's technically the question. Mm. Yes. So I think I I probably switched out the communications to cover this up for, on, on her behalf. Why did mm. you do that? Probably a big pile of money. Um, or <laughs> some kind of privileges, or maybe just because I might need a favour later. Was this pre the invasion? Is it possible that you enjoy the um, the hanging, dangling the a very senior person on a string as well? Absolutely, yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah. What, when was it? Was it? Is it recent or to the next point? I'm kind of deferring to Josh here because it was. Somewhat. Part of the reason I ask is because there's something that's kind of appealing to me of, of the idea of of this admiral rediscovering this ragtag fleet and and being like, yes, golden opportunity, and walking straight into all mm. of this shit that she presumably thought was no longer going to be a problem. Mm. Are you referring to me when you say that? Would that imply <laughs> it was pre? That it's kind of, but it doesn't have. That's, I mean, I, I'm thinking pre-war. I think yeah. It, it, makes most sense for it to be pre-war and it also uh, i'm sensing some sort of old military relationships are going to start to build up here which is quite fun mm-hmm. in the background it says it was during the anathian war and then it says nothing more about this so that's the kind of world building i like 
need a, <laughs> you need to write an entire source book explaining all of this stuff in detail, Josh. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, I just can't. Yeah, get yeah, the Anathian War source book. <laughs> a prequel trilogy of role playing games. Yeah. There's at least ten or twelve books. And tie-in novels, yeah. 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 Mm. Which has subsequently been marked as not canon. When yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> cool. Lovely. Back to the top of the alphabets. The very top. Anison. A, a is for Anison. A is get, for Aries. Are you, are you punting it back up my end? I am punting it up your end. Right. Well, my end is well punted. Okay. I'm torn between who wants to win my admiration and who thinks I'm out of control. Do either of those two appeal to anybody? Yeah, well, I would definitely think you're out of control. I mean, that's... Yeah, all right, we'll take that one then. Who thinks I'm out of control? Who thinks I'm out of control? What did I do that crossed the line? I think I know you are. What, about, <laughs> what did I do that crossed the line for the Korax who's sleeping with the leader of the fleet to cover his tracks? Right, the details, details. Mm-hmm. Cross the line. I think you have jeopardised the recovery of some biological materials that were essential for my research. Definitely, I definitely did you that. You like jettisoned I'm not even it. Sorry about it. When it could have. I jettisoned it and then I blew it up. Yeah. I was bringing back a sample and something spooked me or spooked my co-pilot and I dumped it and shot it. Yeah. So I think I think I don't I don't think we have lots of res- like I don't think you're often paired with me in terms of scientific gathering of resources and recovery of delicate and definitely not now and it was very important and you (laughs) cocked it up and then blew it up it was a hazard i wasn't taking that back on board containment procedures were going to get broken or some shit procedures indeed right (laughs) do you know about procedures right there we go (laughs) i only know the sound they make when i break (laughs) them (laughs) the crunching noise i step on the crunching noise yep cool cool I'm trying to decide who is covering for me and what lie have they told for me. Ooh. I mean, the obvious answer has to be Sue. <laughs> Sue the cover. Yeah, well, it's like, who's closer to me and what signs have they overlooked? Which could be Nick. Or whose ass did I recently save and how? Which doesn't... Don't forget, you're not limited to two questions. But uh, Did you yeah. literally save someone's ass? Was it like a, an emergency ass, ass gathering ass operation? operation. I had to, they were just floating in space and I had to like get a little net. <laughs> yeah, who's covering for me and what lie have they told for me? Whilst I do think it's appropriate that it's Sue's character, it would also be kind of funny if it was a straight-laced captain in Sam Barclay. Do you not think that there's a there's a little something something there? Yeah, there is, sure. What lie have I told though? Well, what are you covering for? Would be my first question because, like, clearly you're not going to know that he's a. Yeah, sure. Could so presumably you're doing Korax related research in in labs on the Hecate. So or it could be on a one of the civilian. could be a civilian ship. Yeah, I think I kind of. Like for it being on actually on the Hecate. So, so is it worth me highlighting one of my moves, which may help, right? There's just no way that can go wrong. I just want yeah, to say that. Precisely, um, yeah. So I've got alien affinity as one of my moves. I'll read you the move and it might. Mm-hmm. When you get close enough to the enemy that you could reach out and touch them, say what you feel, love, lust, fear, or revulsion, and then choose two. So there's a kind of like definite desire for me to get close to them 
Yeah, okay. And that could right, be something so, you've encountered. Yeah, there's yeah. a bit of that, yeah. <laughs> Scooping alien asses out of space as well. Yeah, so maybe, maybe what's happening is you're not... Somehow I've figured out that you haven't been entirely open about what you've been bringing on board the ship. There's more Corex material, matter, whatever, than anybody thinks oh, you've got So I've got like on an board. extra separate additional room of Corex parts. Yeah. Holy shit. That you and haven't why been... Why are you covering that Well, that's up? the question. So the, the, uh, the first thing that springs to mind is that I'm covering that up because I think this is important. And so it's worth taking a risk. Yeah, so maybe I've convinced you that, like, I'm close to a breakthrough and, like, of appeal to, yeah. yet, yet it's beyond the bounds of what we've agreed, but this could be the turning right. point kind of thing. I'm thinking of Battlestar Galactica, and I'm thinking the first series, Gaius Baltar gets away with a heck of a lot because he promises that he can get a device which will be able to identify yeah, a, Cylon detector. a Cylon detector, and he gets away with a lot, and he gets away with it for quite a long time because they're so desperate mm-hmm. for a Cylon detector. Yeah. And it, it does sort of make sense because I'm getting the sense that, that Bachman is hard line about this stuff. She definitely can be, yeah. She might not even be that comfortable with you doing this research, but she's yeah. like, okay, and in in strictly controlled circumstances. Yeah, and maybe this is a place where we butt heads a bit, Bachman and I, about because this was all underway before she turned up. Yeah, um, right. And she she so she initially just wanted to torch the whole thing. Yeah, and so I've already gone out on a limb by saying, no, hang on, this is important. And then it turns out that what's your name, Toby. I kind of like Toby. Yeah, it's, it's soft, isn't it? It's, it's, uh, it's approachable. Yeah. Toby. Okay. It's harmless. Yeah, it's totally you know. harmless. That was what I was going for. Nobody called Toby could be betraying the fleet. Yeah, yeah precisely. To- they have like meetings to go through all the people who they think might be betraying the fleet. They're like, let's Toby just skip definitely over those ones. Yeah. All the ones called Toby, they're just... Right, so I've already gone out on a limb for, for Toby's research with Barkman, and then it turns out he's got he's been hiding... He's been bringing on board more than I thought without clearing it past me. But less than I wanted. But you've managed to persuade me that you're close. And so... Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's like you're in on this as well in terms of you put yourself, your neck on the line, right? So you've got to kind of trust that I'm... Or you want to believe that I'm... It's much more the latter, I think, than... I think if... uh, uh, Yeah. Cool. This is horrific. Horrific and wonderful. All right, so my question is, whose life have I saved? How? I think you saved my life. How? I think I got in over my head, maybe with the Nexus? I'm not sure. Did you see hear the silence of unsurprise there? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, this checks out. Mm. I think it was off, like you were off duty, and I think someone pulled a weapon on me when I was... Sticking my nose in where I shouldn't have been. <laughs> yeah, cool. Just like to, you're investigating the Nexus as opposed to being involved with them. Yeah, no, sure, absolutely. Somebody pulled a gun in front of the wrong off-duty naval officer. Mm. Cool. I don't think we need much more than that. Yeah, nice and simple. Yeah. Mm. And now the Nexus don't like either of us. <laughs> they don't like many people. No, to no. Be honest, so. <laughs> only the finest of people that understand them. <laughs> Truly. Did did anything come of it, though? Did you bust any, anybody open as a result of not being shot dead? 
Is it you're asking Sue? I think so. Yeah, because you, you effectively what you're saying is you were investigating them, presumably as a journalist, and they were going to kill you so that you wouldn't be able to do that. But then they didn't. I think I backed off for now from that. I think my self-preservation kicked in too much, and I was like, oh, actually, no, 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 thank you. Yeah, and that's a sore point, I think, maybe for me. I don't necessarily know what it is you had or, or why they were pulling guns on you, but mm. I know who you are and I know what you do. So I, you must have something. And so tell mm. me what it is and I'll put them in the brig. That's how this works. Nice. That's great. Yeah, we'll come up with a name for a Nexus person at some point. We don't need to do it right now. Super Duper Trooper. Who thinks I'm a dangerous liability? And why haven't they taken action yet? Yeah, I'm just trying to think whether I would be able to take action as a scientist. That seems the end. You, you are also a dangerous liability, Becky, so I suppose you just that would just wash over you. Like, yeah. Well, I was just thinking all the ways that I probably think that you're a dangerous liability, but I'm like, eh. so have I. <laughs> you're a dangerous liability in all the right ways. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it could be that you'd think you you are actually like, oh, this is getting bad, but I can't take action because we're best buds. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it because I think you're a liability because you're an investigator and you snoop and I know that you know things on people. And you're dangerous because mm. of that. It's only a matter of time before she knows something about you, bud. One, don't call me bud. And two, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I've identified you as potentially dangerous because you find stuff out. You're in the, in the right place at the right time or the wrong place at the wrong time, depending on perspective. And have you not taken action yet because you haven't figured out how to take action yet? Or... Maybe it's your scientific mind. You're like, I'm just going to observe. Yeah, I think it's make it's, notes. it's a cat and mouse situation because I, I don't think I've got the clout to do a lot about it. Right? I, on, on my own. But like, if I can build some sort of case, hmm. that it's like a move counter move situation. So I am investigating you to find a weakness in order to leverage. Mm. If you uncover what I'm doing, then I can use that as leverage oh, nice. to protect yeah. myself. That's cool. Super. Right. So uh, I'm aware we're already over time, but we've got enough. For, that's plenty of grist for the relationship mill. Ed, do you want to just like roll those dice and tell me what you get for your Scorpio move? Right. Sleeper agent. At the start of each session or end, if you're currently in the middle of dealing with the fallout from your last sleeper agent move. If you aren't currently in the middle. If you aren't. Yeah, sorry. You, you've you set something up to damage the fleet. So if there's not shit going down already, roll the dice. Because there's going to be more shit going down. Roll on sharp. How sharp are you? Um, zero, I think. So seven to nine, seven choose one. Nine. You discover warning signs before your actions have had, have had their full effect. Uh, you haven't left any telltale evidence that someone else might discover. There won't be widespread consequences. Yeah, not picking that one. Um, <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, this is mean. I'm going to go with you discover warning signs before your actions have their full effect. Which means I have left telltale evidence that someone else might discover. So much for subterfuge. For my read. 
will <laughs> then there will be widespread consequences presuming that you oh yeah it's big if, presume although because you get the warning signs there is a chance to prevent yeah that's what i'm figuring consequences super mark xp uh, do i oh great yeah mark xp you start with two pressure right is that because it seems to be marked with two yeah you start with two i'm, I'm really liking my character is so fucking creepy it's great he's such a fun guy Ha-ha! We have been playing Last Fleet by me, Josh Fox. If you'd like to find out more about Last Fleet, you can find links to the game in the show notes, along with all the rest of our stuff. See you next time! Have you got your dice? Yes. Dice, suntan lotion, snacks. <laughs> it was sunny today. It was lovely. Never, You're welcome. Never forget your towel. That's was it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, we, it was fairly rainy in Chesterfield, I think. I did not take a coat on the school run this evening, this afternoon. Oh hell. Mm, that's. I didn't. I didn't one. take a coat. Uh, when I cycled down to parents' evening, funnily enough, so I guess yeah. we both have one mind. But I, uh, it did say there was a thirty percent chance of rain, and I was like, Whoa. "Just so you know, just down south, it's been summer for like two weeks or so, so that's <laughs> no big news for us." That was good because we were going on holiday down south in a little while, mm. so it feel like a proper sunny holiday. It's Club Tropicana. Yeah, is it truly? Pretty much, yeah. It's pretty give, toasty. Give give or take <laughs> ten or twelve degrees. It it always takes me a, a couple of weeks to to transition out of winter clothing, though. So I spend a couple of weeks just being really overly hot. <laughs> yes, yes, and bundled up. Yeah, like yeah. wearing a scarf. I mean, I like wearing scarves. So I find it hard to let go. That's it. Very much a comfort thing. Yeah, but then yeah. when you've got a sweaty back, you're like, this is not good. <laughs> got to let go. Yeah. yeah. See, I hate wearing coats. I'm not super keen on scarves, and basically what I would prefer to wear all year round is a pair of jeans and a t-shirt, and I'll tolerate a light cardigan if I have to. Are you from Newcastle? No, well, I don't want it to be hotter than jeans <laughs> and t-shirt she's weather, she's really. She's always complaining about the cold. But <laughs> I hate wearing coats. I guess coats. this is why. I hate wearing coats. she's wearing jeans and t-shirt in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. But she is. Becky's still wearing jumpers to bed. Yeah, I'm still wearing a bed jumper. This is quite funny. We've got two layers of bedding. We've got the quilt, which is a quite a high tog quilt, and a thick blanket. And then Becky wears a jumper and socks, I'm guessing, underneath. Mm-hmm. As well as pyjamas. I wear my pyjamas and then a jumper and socks. When you're conscious, you like t-shirts and jeans. When you're asleep, jumpers. No. <laughs> It's the getting to sleep stage, because once I'm asleep, I'm slightly too hot and I have nightmares. But I cannot get to sleep if I'm, like, two degrees off optimum warmth. I don't know how you gauge that. But, like, doing my day-to-day life, where you don't... Do you have thermometers in the bed? It's just uncomfortable. But, like, in my day-to-day life, going about my business, you know, going to the dentists, going to the shops, picking the kids up from school going for a walk, all of these things. Buying bananas. Buying bananas. (laughs) Juggling in the street. I want to be wearing my boots, jeans, a t-shirt, nothing else. Okay. 
Yeah, no one likes This is not actually what she does, though, I have to say. I mean, as you look, if you just look at her right now, you can see. <laughs> Too cold you've right got now. to live the dream, though, haven't you? You've got, to, you've got to try and attain the impossible. That's my optimum temperature. So basically you want to live in Florida or something like that. And that's probably a bit too warm, isn't it? I want to live. I want to live have somewhere. Have you found where... out your perfect latitude? <laughs> I'd like to have a permanent sort of between twenty-one and twenty-five degrees. I would like to live in that zone all the time. Oh, jeez! You should maybe think about Sydney. Well, what's Melbourne? I always dreamed that Melbourne was the perfect southern hemisphere location for temperature. Yeah, the thing is, it's got variation. Whereas Sydney is just like it's going to be, it's going to be twenty six and sunny for the next forty days. If it's consistent, it's always just a few degrees too hot, isn't it? Yeah. If it's the perfect temperature, it kind of it's boring as batshit. I want weather. I don't want to just get up every I like morning. Weather. And... Don't get me wrong. If I had my perfect temperature all the time, I'd feel pretty hard done by. I'd like. Yeah. I'm pretty British in that regard. But round about now, after a long, it's been a long, wet, cold winter up here in the north with, a, you know, various dumps of snow, a lot of rain. You're preparing for I your just, long, wet summer. I want, <laughs> no, I want my spring, which lasts five minutes and which is a nice 21 degrees. And then I'll be ready to hit the long, wet summer. <laughs> this is all very, very cheering, I have to say. We need a long, wet summer. Have you not seen the levels of the um, oh, reservoirs? Surely they're high. I mean, we've got... No. There's a pond up there that's really full. Mm. Just drink out of that. I mean, this is the point where I get really annoyed about <laughs> the water companies, right. basically. That, like, you know... <sighs> We're all sitting here worrying about reservoirs and soon we'll be told not to use hoses and it's because they don't fucking repair the pipes. Well, Josh, there's a new thing out. Offwatt's just been given some new powers to stop water companies giving dividends to shareholders if they don't meet various like environmental and pollution and other milestones or something which none of them are using these which none of of them are meeting right now. Well, they're saying this year they're going to use them so we'll have to Hmm. watch that space. That would be that would be great. I just think it's ridiculous. I don't even understand how you can have a privatised utility that is then given an incentive to just run the infrastructure down. It's just a stupid idea. I, mean, I don't really understand the point of privatising a utility that nobody has any choice but to use and which there isn't really any... Like, yeah. what's the fucking market? But, but I, was, I, I was interestingly reminded that the water company... Again, it, when it was in, in uh, public ownership the funds for the water company were always annually redirected to somewhere more politically expedient. So as long as you ring-fenced a certain amount for the water companies, then I'm all, I'm all for public ownership. Like you protected a certain amount that was spent on infrastructure spend. But you know what politicians are like. <laughs> Would it? They, yeah, they won't ex- ring for Like... I'm about to reach the end of nearly 20 years in central government, and I can tell you it's all the Treasury's fault. This will go out after I've finished, so... Is it what I like? <laughs> um, it's all the Treasury's it's all, fault. It's all the Treasury's fault. Over many, many times I have thought, oh, it'd be really good if we just ring-fence some money for this thing. Yeah. And the Treasury will not accept ring-fencing unless there is like a national emergency of some kind. So and they privatise and then, and then regulate, which can be effective but it can also just you can have really terrible regulators that have no teeth at all and hypothetically 
Ofcom in, in the past when I worked in telco was quite feared by the mobile phone companies. But yeah, hmm. there are lots of them that are like, what can we get away with? And I suppose, again, it depends on who's in power and that encourages stretching of the rules depending on who it is, I suppose. As a child of genuine, genuine, legitimate drought, I find it wild that they're telling you we're going to be low on water in this country. In You've I got, mean, look like, around here. Yeah. Yeah. Australia is on an, an ocean. It has an ocean underneath it. You know that, right? You just need to drill down and get <laughs> just it. Just drill down and you'll get the, yeah, yeah. it'll be fine. Just, yeah. Hang, what do you mean? Is Australia floating in a way that we're not? There's or a something? massive what? ocean what? underneath. What? Australia. What? What is what? what? Is this true? Is this, this is what? the first I'm hearing of it, but I choose to believe. Next episode of Lovecraft Ask. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> Fact check, Ed. But at any rate, it, I mean, where is wetter than here? Like rainforests, islands, nowhere else. <laughs> I'm worried I've, I've hallucinated this underwater ocean in Australia. But I'm going to find it <laughs> because I did geology and somebody told me in a legitimate geology lesson. So I'm going to let me come back to you. Did your geology teacher also tell you that the earth is hollow and that there are tiny people living inside <laughs> well, it? Well, it's hollow because it's flat. So I don't think I don't those two think things, those can two both things be work. Of course. Oh, unless it's a massive You drill view. down and you're just in empty space. Well, that's not hollow. <laughs> it is. It's hollow into space. When do you hit the turtle? Hollow means the thing... No, you can't... Well, <laughs> isn't it? 